0: episode 4 of can't get enough of ya. I'm your host Stacy Donahue, and in case this is your first time tuning in, this is a podcast about young adult books, movies, television, and more. So the books and schedule got a little off track this time. I was away on vacation with my husband for a bit, and I'm trying to set up something special for next time, so my timeline and plan got changed just a bit. So this episode, I'll be reviewing Once and for All by Sarah Dessen and Everything, Everything by Nicola Yoon, and a movie review to boot. So let's start with Once and For All by Sarah Dessen. This is Sarah's 13th novel. All her novels are standalones, which I did not know until recently, so this is actually the first novel I have ever read by her, so lucky number 13. The story focuses on Luna, a high school senior, and she is working for her mother's successful wedding planning company, along with William, her mother's gay best friend. The three of them work together to make each wedding go off without a hitch, and all that comes with wedding planning, organizing, strategizing, and preparing for every detail, seen and not seen. There is the bride that has to be the center focal point because it's her day, and others have to be managed, like the mother of the bride, family members, the wedding party, and all other guests which all have to get along, behave, and make this the absolute perfect day. Guess what? No day in life is ever perfect. But you want as little as drama as possible to make the day seem perfect, especially for the bride. And that is what they set out to do every time they plan a wedding, from the flowers, to the napkins, to the invitations, to the location, to the buffet lines, to the photographer, and to the brides that get cold feet minutes before the ceremony begins, and the list goes on and on. There are so many details that have to be taken into account, and that is the job, or rather the family business. And Sarah Dessen covers each and every one of them with amazing detail and makes you feel like you could be a guest at any and every wedding that comes along in the story. So being in the wedding business for as long as they have has made them all rather jaded to love. And Natalie, Luna's mom, and William jokingly bet on the outcome and how long the marriage will last over a glass of champagne at the end of each event. Since Luna has grown up in this environment, this attitude has rubbed off on her and her outlook on love, too. But as the story goes on, there are flashbacks into Luna's past about a love she had with Ethan Caruso. And so throughout the story, you understand where and why Luna has developed this outlook on love. And then there is the Eve little wedding. Eve is getting married for the third time, and her daughter Beatrice has recently gotten engaged, and she now wants a Natalie Barrett wedding experience, too and so they take on both weddings. During Eve's wedding, we meet Ambrose Little, Eve's son, who is considered annoying to most. But since they are working on Beatrice's wedding, Natalie hires Ambrose for the summer and he's going to work with Luna, much to her dismay. Ambrose, however, proves to be quick on his feet, very easygoing, and does not let things get to him. He is very unlike Luna, who is much more uptight, not very social, and sticks to schedules but the two of them find a way to get along with each other when it comes to work, and then they even decide to make a bet. So for a set period of time, Luna has to date like Ambrose does, multiple people with no commitment, and Ambrose has to find one girl and see her exclusively. Whoever wins the bet gets to decide the next date of the other person. Game on. And so I won't tell you what happens during the bet or who wins the bet. You will have to read it, if you want to find out how the story ends. I really enjoyed this story. The details that Sarah used for the weddings was so vivid and spot on, and just made them come to life for me. I really enjoyed the layers of Luna's story and how she peeled them back slowly to reveal Luna's perspective on love. This may have been my first Sarah Dessen novel, but most certainly will not be my last. I'm going to have to go back and read some of her other books now. Oh, how I hate you Sarah Dessen, for adding to my exceeding long TBR list. So the second book I'll be talking about today is Everything Everything by Nicola Yoon. This is her debut novel and she hit number one on the New York Times bestseller list when it first came out in September 2015. Her inspiration for this story is her daughter and the idea came to her when her daughter was around four months old and she was a really nervous mom, and what would happen to her daughter if she got sick or ate dirt or all those first mom worries people have. And then she started thinking about what it would be like if a girl needed protection at all times, like the way you have to protect an infant, even when she was 17 or 18. And so the story of Maddie was born. Madeline Whittier, or Maddie as she goes by, is an 18-year-old girl who is suffering from a rare disease known as severe combined immune deficiency, which basically means she is allergic to the world and she cannot leave her house. And no one can really come to see her either for fear of triggering the disease which she could die from. So she lives a secluded life with only her mom and her nurse, Carla, as the people who truly interact with her. And then a new family moves in next door. And since Maddie can't leave her house, she spies on them and becomes intrigued on the teenage son, Ollie. Ollie's mom makes a Bundt cake and has Ollie and his sister bring it over to the Whittier's house. But Maddie's mom cannot accept the cake, since you never know what will trigger Maddie's disease. Although she does not tell them all of this, she simply says she cannot accept it. Maddie continues to watch Ollie, and eventually Ollie communicates with written notes through their bedroom windows, which face each other, and gives Maddie his email address so they can communicate more effectively. And so an online relationship develops between the two of them, getting to know each other, and eventually she tells him about her disease and how she can never leave her house. He feels bad and does not really know what to do, so he tries to distract her with other things, like a game called Fast Five Favorites. Book, word, color, vice, person. So my Fast Five Favorites would be book, To Kill a Mockingbird, word, Splendiferous, color, green, vice, dark chocolate, Person, my husband, Ryan. So To Kill a Mockingbird was my favorite book in high school and English was one of my favorite classes. The word splendiferous is just an over-the-top word like ginormous. Over-the-top words are super expressive and I love them. My favorite color has always been green my whole life. When I was little, we shopped at Star Market and they had this ginormous green star that was lit up and it was just so pretty to me and now I love everything green. My vice is most definitely, without a doubt, dark chocolate. I'm so addicted. Trader Joe's has dark chocolate nonpareils that I eat every day. Even when I'm on a quote unquote diet, I include a few nonpareils because I cannot live without chocolate. Even if it's just a little bit of chocolate, I have to have it. My favorite person is without a doubt my husband, Ryan. He is my best friend and I just love spending time with him. And on a side note, I met my husband online in a chat room when we lived in different states away from each other, and we communicated online for quite a while before we actually talked. So this story and the communication between the main characters has kind of a soft spot for me. Okay, so now you know a little more about me and my quirkiness. Back to the book. So Maddie convinces Carla to let her visit with Ollie in her house. And you can tell that Maddie clearly has a crush on Ollie, and Ollie seems fond of her as well. And so the danger begins because she wants to spend more time with Ollie and outside of the house and in life. And what would she be risking if she allowed her heart's desire? Her life? But we can't go back to life as it was before because it will never be the same because of Ollie. So the book is really about falling in love for the first time, testing your limits, stepping out of your comfort zone, and taking risks. So I won't tell you what happens and what Maddie decides to do It's a story you have to pick up and read. The book has actually really short chapters, which I love. I think it makes the story just move that much quicker, like a Dan Brown novel. Those short chapters just keep the story momentum going. Also, there are numerous illustrations in the book, which I found at the end, were done by Nicola Yoon's husband, and I love them. I thought they added such a fun element to the storytelling and cracked me up. They were such a great addition. So the movie... Everything, Everything, just came out on Blu-ray, so I put it on the top of our Netflix list so we could watch. And thankfully, my husband does not mind, for the most part, watching these with me. The movie stars Amanda Stenberg as Maddie. You may remember her as Rue from The Hunger Games. And Nick Robinson plays Ollie, and you may recognize him from Jurassic World. So the movie is visually stunning. The colors are amazing, and they draw you right in. The story basically follows the book, There are some minor changes, like Maddie and Ollie don't communicate via email, but rather through text messages. So nothing major that would take away from the story, but not exactly how it was written. I overall enjoyed the movie, but I have to say in this case, I just loved the book so much more. I thought the book just added more depth and layers that the movie just could not capture that you get when the writing and illustration are just so outstanding. But I am glad I watched it and it was a fun movie to watch, but I would make sure I read the book first and then watch the movie because like I said, it is visually stunning. Also, Nicola Yoon has written another book, The Sun is Also a Star, and I totally want to read that one now too. I just loved her storytelling. And now it's time for entertainment news. Let's follow up on some things I have recently told you about, like some more news about the casting for The Hate You Give. So we already knew Amanda Stenberg was going to play Star Carter, and since I just saw her in Everything Everything, I'm even more excited about seeing her cast in this role. Also it has been confirmed that Regina Hall is going to play Lisa Carter, Star's mom. Russell Hornsby has been cast as Star's father, Big Mav. Lamar Johnson will be playing Seven, Star's brother. And the latest to join the cast is Algie Smith to play the role of Khalil, star's unarmed friend who gets shot by the police officer. You may know him from his latest movie, Detroit, or a recent miniseries on BET, The New Edition Story. The movie The Hate You Give is being directed by George Tillman Jr. And some works you may have seen from him are The Longest Ride, which was an adaptation of a Nicholas Sparks novel. He also directed Notorious, The Life and Death of Notorious B.I.G., a.k.a. Christopher Wallace, the famous rapper, and a popular movie from back in the day, Soul Food, starring Vanessa Williams, all of which I have seen, and I would have to say The Longest Ride is actually one of the best Nicholas Sparks adaptations, so this makes me super happy. So this casting is coming together fast and is looking to bring some great talent to the project, and I cannot wait for it to come out. I watched the Netflix original movie, To the Bone, which I had briefly mentioned on the last episode. This movie stars Lily Collins, who, by the way, I just learned is the daughter of Phil Collins. Okay, so anyway, Lily plays Ellen, who's in her early 20s, struggling with anorexia. She thinks she's got everything under control. And I'm no expert, but I think that's part of the disease, control. Because it's the one thing the person can control when there are so many things in life you cannot control. So anyway, Alan has just gotten kicked out of a rehab facility for being a bad influence on the other patients. So her stepmom Susan pulls all the strings to get her in to see Dr. Beckham, played by Keanu Reeves. His philosophy is basically he's not going to help her if she isn't interested in living. So the story begins as she gets checked into the new facility for six weeks along with the other patients who are also struggling with their own diseases and how each of them impacts her on her journey. There is also her dysfunctional family that plays a role in her struggle for recovery. But what Dr. Beckham tries to teach is that bad things are going to happen in life. It's how you deal with them that makes the difference. It was kind of a hard movie to watch at times. I mean, the visual starvation, like when you see just how thin she has gotten and the obsession with being a certain way is truly scary. So it's not going to be a movie for everyone, but it is somewhat eye-opening to see the struggles that others face and have empathy for someone that may be struggling with the disease. The hotline number for the National Association of Anorexia Nervosa and Associated Disorders is 1-630-577-1330. This number is only open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, which I find completely crazy, but is the case. And they have plans for a 24-hour-7 hotline soon. A new movie coming to theaters on September 15th is Rebel in the Rye, starring Nicholas Holt as J.D. Salinger. You may know Nicholas Holt from Warm Bodies, X-Men, Days of Future Past, and About a Boy. He's the boy in that movie. He was so little then, I can't even believe it was him. Anyway, Rebel in the Rye is the story about J.D. Salinger's life and how he gained worldwide fame from the publication of Catcher in the Rye. Also starring in this movie is Kevin Spacey, Sarah Paulson, and Zoe Deutsch, who was in Before I Fall. So, looks to be a good cast and an interesting movie to watch. I will definitely be checking this one out. And this is based on a book by Kenneth Slowensky called J.D. Salinger, A Life. It's been called a triple threat, a movie about a book, about a book. I have been scouring the internet to find out what new shows are coming out this fall. So on the CW, a couple of new series are coming. Valor, which will be on Monday nights. The plot summary I found says the boundaries between military discipline and human desire are tested on a U.S. Army base that houses an elite unit of helicopter pilots trained to perform clandestine, international, and domestic missions. The drama unfolds in the present as well as in flashbacks to a failed mission involving one of the first female pilots in the unit, ultimately uncovering layers of personal and government military secrets and leading to a season-long plot to rescue a group of MIA soldiers. On Wednesday night, the CW have a new series, Dynasty, This follows two of America's wealthiest families as they feud for control over their fortune and their children. I don't think either of these start until the beginning of October, so we still have to wait a bit. Mid-season, we will have another two shows, Lucy Hale's Life Sentence, which I am looking forward to, and a new superhero drama, Black Lightning. Both of these shows don't actually start until 2018, so I will talk more about them as we get closer. And there are some new and upcoming shows on Freeform that look really good, but again, those don't come out until 2018 either, so I feel like they're not worth talking about just yet. If you are excited about a new show or something that you've been watching and you think I should check out, please feel free to share. I would love to watch new shows and binge watch, so let me know what your favorites are. And now it's time for Stacy's Steals and Deals. <laughs> don't you just love a deal? So here are the steals and deals for Kindle junkies like myself. I get so excited when I get a good book deal. So I wanted to share the information with you so you can save money and buy more books too. Cause isn't that everyone's goal in life? No, just mine. Anyway. The Jewel by Amy Ewing is the first book in the Jewel series and is only $1.99 on Amazon Kindle. Emmy and Oliver by Robin Benway is $1.99 on Amazon Kindle. The Hundredth Queen by Emily R. King is the first book in the Hundredth Queen series and is only $1.99 on Amazon Kindle. The Golden Braid by Melanie Dickerson is only $1.99 on Amazon Kindle. And Changeling by Philippa Gregory. This is the first book in the Order of the Darkness series and is only $1.99 on Amazon Kindle. As always, as I see steals throughout the month, I will post them on Can't Get Enough of Ya Facebook page. I can't guarantee how long these ones mentioned today will last. So if you're interested in any of them, I suggest you go get them now before the deal is gone. Let's talk about what I will be reviewing next time. I have to get back on track here. So the first book I will be reviewing is Love and Gelato by Jenna Evans Welch. My gelato is melting. (laughs) This is what happens when you get off track. A Summer in Italy turns into a road trip across Tuscany in this New York Times best-selling debut novel filled with romance, mystery, and adventure. It's taken me too long to get here, so for sure I will be reading this one. And the second book is Windfall by Jennifer E. Smith. This looks like a super fun story about Alice, who buys her best friend Teddy a lottery ticket for his birthday, and what happens when he wins. I actually got a signed copy of this book while I was away on vacation, and I'm willing to part with it and give it away to one of my listeners. So here are the three things you need to do to enter to win this contest. Number one, make sure you are subscribed to my podcast. Number two, follow me on Facebook so you can see all the new contests and keep up with all the new steals and deals. Number three, leave a comment on the Windfall book post pinned to the top of my Facebook page about a book you would like me to review in an upcoming episode. A lucky winner will be chosen at random to receive the signed book. I will ship the book anywhere in the United States. Sorry, international listeners, but I will have a few upcoming contests that you can get in on soon. The contest ends Friday, September 22, 2017. I will announce the winner on my Facebook page and in my next episode. I will have a link to all the podcast notes, on the Can't Get Enough of Ya Facebook page where you can find more information about all the books talked about in this podcast. Also, you can find me on Instagram at Can't Get Enough of Ya. And if you want, you can email me directly at can'tgetenoughofyAH at gmail.com. Like I said before, if there's something new you're watching or excited to see that's coming out, let me know. And of course, if there's something new book-wise, please hit me up. Until next time, I hope you feel the same. I can't get enough of ya.